0: (laughs) Hi, Jim Stewartson, our special guest tonight. Thanks for joining us on Narrative Tuesdays. It's The Countdown Show. Thanks for being here.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I've been been watching you and and your friends uh, for a long time and uh, really honored to be here. Thank you.
0: It's great to have you here. You're an incredibly interesting guy. We know each other from Twitter. I had no idea your background and how integrated you are into the world of gaming and why that is so important when you look at things like QAnon and you look at all these other gamification efforts by the right wing which has sort of turned a lot of the American population into brainwashed sort of zombies if you like tell us a little bit about your start in I guess you called it augmented game and then Um, then, or reality games or something like that and then uh, how that connects to QAnon
1: yeah So I've, I've been playing in, in blank reality games for 25 years. So I started in virtual reality and then transitioned into this crazy thing called alternate reality games, Um, alternate reality games. Wow. Alternate reality games. So it's interesting because if you hear a lot of the political commentary, they talk about people living in this alternate reality, right? and it's legitimately an alternate reality. We used to build them for fun. So for things like Halo or the Dark Knight for Batman or something, right? we would create these giant participatory experiences where people would go out in the world on scavenger hunts, they would solve puzzles together online. They It's like uh, Pokemon Go. Would community. you describe
0: that as one of those games?
1: Po- Pokemon Go was, yes. Is this? These were sort of the proto-Pokemon Go, okay. basically. And so, so people would get really excited about these things. And we never, the thing about these games was we never said it was a game. Right. So we would create a six hour dra- radio drama for halo, for example. And then we cut it into little pieces and broadcast it over payphones all over the country, literally tens of thousands of payphones, and people would walk down the street, hear a payphone, pick it up. And then there'd be a 26th century AI on the phone. That's so and cool. Asking you a question. And if you had the right answer it would unlock content for millions of people online and right. and it became a very big thing. It was a
0: lot of fun. Totally cool. Um, and in the real world, it's so yeah. unusual for us these days. We spend our entire existences you know, stepping totally. into digital realms and not nice to be able to do that in the real world.
1: Yeah. And it, it was really a good time for everybody. Yeah. One thing that we saw though, which is the most important part is that if we set up a situation and people thought there was content, it's a puzzle for example mm. they would they used to say this to each other drive themselves crazy trying to find it mm. they would really out they get obsessed and try to figure out signal and noise and so we learned really quickly as ethical human beings who didn't want to see that kind of wasted you no know, behavior we would put a stop to it and say wait there's a boundary over here don't go there nice. on Tuesday there will be a puzzle it will be here and you can solve it Right. So what happened when I ran into on was I saw basically the same idea, which mm-hmm. is puzzles that people are excited about solving. The problem with Q's puzzles is there was no solution. It was right. designed to increase that feeling of obsession and kind of craziness that mm-hmm. we saw in our players, but to, to amplify it, there's a, cause there's a there was no solution. App- That's right. There's a condition called apophenia, which is sort of pre-schizophrenic psychologically. (laughs) And it happens if you are presented with noise and no signal. So the classic example is you sit in front of a television and there's no on the screen, eventually you will see you will every single person in the world will eventually see stuff. Some people will take a lot longer, Right. but some people they'll start seeing things right away. If you're schizophrenic, you will immediately start seeing.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So you you had these games created, uh, and then you find out a lot later on that QAnon is actually based on some of your ideas, at least, or at least on the the games that you had created, in that they were similar in the fact that they hooked people in, made them addicted, but they had no solution, which was different from your games, because your games had solutions. That's right. And so that's how a lot of America has got itself brainwashed into this incredible state of frenzy that they're in called MAGA. Exactly. And. Tonight, we're going to look at a document that uh, you highlighted on your feed the other day, and I think it's it's a fairly new document that's been released newly, but it was originated in 2016 probably as they were heading into the elections of Donald Trump and the one that he won. And it's an inside look at the document of a company called MAGA 3X, and it's their strategy um, and how they're going to try and convince Americans that they should vote for Donald Trump and how that was gonna get Hillary Clinton off her balance. And in fact, it worked as we now know. So that document is fascinating. We're gonna get to that later on. I just wanna touch on some of the big news stories of the day because just moments ago, the GOP, affirmed itself as a fully non-democratic party. I mean, I don't know what else you can say about this this formerly uh, great American political party because now it's just fully embracing autocracy. The Uh vote today not even to allow debate on HR one, is stunning. I mean, you're not allowing debate on something. You're not even really approaching the subject of democracy. Never mind, this wasn't a vote on the actual uh, bill itself. It was just a debate and they couldn't even vote for that. We are struck by this... You know incredibly difficult moment in America right now where one of these great parties that in really a two party system is not in favor of the system, and that's not okay. I mean as far as I read the Constitution that's not really within the boundaries of the Constitution. If you don't like the system, move the system is the right. system. go live in Russia or China or wherever else you want to because that is where they have that kind of system where you can live the life you want maybe but if you if you're living in the united states you don't get an option right i mean it's my understanding is that the constitution is the constitution and so for those house members who are sitting there uh, and the senate members senators who are voting down this this debate not even the actual vote on on hr1 which is a fundamentally important bill which is going to you know kick out uh, dark money from our political system was going to make it much easier for people to vote across the board and make it much more equitable for them to now um basically rub their nose at that try to make that a filibuster issue issue which debate is not a filibuster issue i can't believe that even you can apply a filibuster heavy sense weird word but how you can apply that to to a debate is just beyond me so i've been saying it for a few weeks now and i will say it again I don't think that political party has a place in our political system. If they are continuously supporting domestic terrorists, which we know they did on January the 6th, we know they aided and embedded the storming of the Capitol. Why are they allowed to sit in that parliament? I'm sorry, parliament in the House. How do we get them out is my question. I don't really know the answer. I'm not a constitutional student in that regard. And I don't know if there is a solution because you need probably a fairly large majority in the house at least to kick out those members but i do think kicking out a member is within re- the realm of possibility if you can get enough people to vote for individual members maybe you can kick out a whole bunch of them i don't know jim do you have any knowledge about the how, how the constitution works in this regard well, tough I, I would
1: i would shorten all of that to the gop is a cult You're right i mean it's literally a cult there's 70 percent of or that varies between i guess 60 and 70 percent of them believe that joe biden did not is not president right. legitimate imagine 70 60 whatever it is 10 percent of the party believes that a thing that didn't happen happened right right they are talking about alternate realities they are literally living in one the reason is because they've been brainwashed by this disinformation
0: yeah, but are, is it, maybe the disinformation is so effective, you can't really, you can't blame people for being brainwashed. They're the victims. Ultimately. You
1: certainly can't. Yeah. Zero people. People tell me, oh, they brainwashed themselves. Yeah, Zero can't. people have ever brainwashed themselves. You can't do it. The, uh, another thing is ha- I just wanted to say, the people affected by this are not all racist or Republican or MAGA or anything in particular. There are many vulnerabilities that people have anywhere from depression to being a fundamentalist of any religion uh, to having mental illness. There's many of these different ways that they attack people's mentalities mm-hmm. and they traumatize them and coerce them with repeated disinformation. Right, and, it, and it's just really important to me that people understand it's hard to sympathize in any way with people who act the way they do but they act that way because they're in a cult they, they are brainwashed
0: it's stunning to think that so many sorry, people can sorry. be brainwashed at one time and uh, no don't apologize your, your insight is so important here because i think you know, we're we, we have to get to the fundamental issue here which is that a minority of this country and some of their foreign uh, partners are brainwashing Americans and you know, until you stop the brainwashing and you still until you stop the means of access to the American brain which is basically yeah. the internet and TV you know this will continue and it will continue in a terrible way we've already seen uh, in the last few weeks another threat of violence two threats of violence one of them is coming as soon as July 4th you know, there's another big concern around the fact that we could be seeing some sort of uh, insurrection type uh, activity or some sort of terrorist attack in that on the july 4th weekend we've also heard this about august 15th inauguration day of of, of donald trump which of course is not happening it's you think all this is crazy and you think it's laughable because it's funny because it's so ridiculous on the other hand we are now becoming a country like other countries that suffer with terrorist organizations which will constantly be under the threat of fear i mean there's no ways we can continue to have the lifestyle that Americans love so much with the GOP still in power or still in in the house and these domestic terrorists being allowed to be brainwashed like this, because that's just what happens. I mean, you look at anywhere in history where, where these kinds of organizations have been set up through much the same means you land up with, with a culture living in fear because these terrorist attacks happen regularly. They target soft spots and they land up weakening the whole of the society, the economy and the democracy as a whole.
1: Yeah. They create fear, right? Yeah. Fear is the driver. They create fear in people. Fear creates a sense of wanting to be protected, which increases people's vulnerability to fascist ideologies. Right.
0: right. That's exactly right. It's, been that,
1: it's yeah. been that way for a long time. And candidly, the, what is happening now is modeled very precisely on the Nazis. And I know there's a lot of people who overuse that, but no, really like this is a fascist cult. That's exactly what happened in Germany. There was a huge cult that was created that basically
0: transformed into the as that they were a cult but they weren't it's not so much that they were the cult makes it sound like some some crazy dude in the you know, right. sets up a, a church they and had some and,
1: pretty crazy stuff yeah
0: but like this the, is not this is much more serious because it's on a state level it's a we're being attacked yeah. with I on agree. this with by nation states by forces we don't even yeah. know the these these powers that are you know centuries old that we don't even understand these are the, the kind of forces that are in, impacting america right now t- attacking america with technology and knowledge that seems to surpass what we have in terms of I- in this information space and so it's much more malicious than just some you know cult leader at a cult it's much more malicious than oh, donald trump and a millions of MAGA followers there's something super significant that's going on Uh, and probably only happens at the fall of civilizations. Because I personally think this looks a lot like other falls of civilizations where suddenly a lot of calamity all sorts of happens at one time. And so you're left asking yourself whether we're going through something like that. And if you're going through something like that, you better take some serious action which includes the GOP ejecting <clears throat> them from the house and banning yes. all these all these propaganda networks, Fox News, Newsmax, AON, whichever, a lot of these right-wing radios and services, and certainly policing social media a lot more, uh, so we don't have to go through this. So this escalation into, or de-escalation, into fear. De-escalation? No, it's escalation. I think interfere. fear. Tonight's show is brought to you by Helix Sleep, and they have a special offer for narrative viewers. I've heard it from so many people. The one thing that's changed since January is their sleep. Not waking up worrying about what the president might have done or said or tweeted makes the world of a difference. I don't think I had a good solid night's sleep in four years and wasn't only the president. My 10-year-old mattress, which started life as a 12-inch foam mattress, had shrunk to an 8-inch mattress and getting out of bed was often more of a slide than a bounce. It was time for a new mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? Changing the course of a country can take a village, changing the course of your sleep takes a quiz. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash narrative. That's the way we spell narrative, N-A-R-A-T-I-V. That's helixsleep.com slash narrative for up to $200 off and two free pillows just for you. I'm going to actually not go through the rest of the day's news because there's nothing, there's a lot significant obviously, but I'm going to just leave the rest for another day because I do think it's important to get to all the stuff you've been finding out about QAnon. So you started um, telling us at the start of the show about how you were a a game maker that happened in the Mm -hmm. real world and then... How did you come to into the QAnon space and how did you become so involved in trying to tackle what it meant and then bringing it down?
1: Well, it was August 2nd of last year. I read an article that just happened to come into my view. I had about, I don't know, 300 Twitter followers. tweeted you know a couple of times a week, maybe. And I saw this article that said QAnon looks like an ARG, an alternate reality game, and I thought that's very interesting. I'd heard uh, something about it, but I wasn't super familiar with what was going on. And so I went to QAnon Twitter, I call it quitter. uh, (laughs) And I went there and indoctrinated myself into QAnon in 15 minutes, literally. (laughs) I I got a new, I I recorded this. I have all of this on YouTube. I went there, brand new account, brand new email address came up I typed in praying and the word praying medic came up which is one of the worst QAnon promoters in the world. This fresh account I met praying medic. I hit follow follow about 50 times. Now I have 50 QAnon accounts that I'm following. Now a bunch of them are following me. Now I post something and suddenly i'm on all these big follow chains and now i have a couple of hundred followers and literally within 15 minutes i'm i have a community that's surrounded me i am deep neck deep in racist fascist insane propaganda but i've got 15
0: minutes so you're getting the feedback loop but you're also getting the boost, the endorphin boost of getting all these followers. So they've built a machine that not only exposes you to the content, but gives you gratification because it exponentially is growing your accounts in a way that would be practically impossible to do if you're just doing it on your own.
1: Yeah, it's part of the it's part of the gamification. Of, right. it's, it's why alternate reality games are fun. They're not fun necessarily so much by yourself. They're fun when there's other people around and you're, right. you're solving things together and you feel like you're on a team.
0: Right, right. And so if you're feeling so, dis- disconnected and disillusioned with your world, and you're somehow you not know, feeling like your voice is being heard, these yeah. places are ripe for you because they will find you the community that you might be seeking.
1: That's right. And they, one of the big tactics that kills me is they do things ironically, like they'll do these kind of white supremacist Pepe memes and this very Nazi adjacent imagery and try and play it off as being ironic. There's nothing ironic about it. It's simply them exposing people to this material until they're ready for the next stage where all the all bets are off but nobody is pretending it's ironic and and, yeah that 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 15 minutes is what has caused me to be here right now having been really working hard for a long time for that entire time to try and do something about it because you feel a little guilty i do at the end of that 15 minutes i was in a big thread with 100 followers and we were talking about what caliber of bullet to shoot democrats with
0: oh wow 15 15 minutes minutes.
1: and I was like okay this is not nor this is not a game it's not an alternate reality game it's none of that it's a cult Mm -hmm. so what I saw was that the alternate reality game mechanics are sucking people in to this what I called it an industrial brainwashing machine you go in there and it's just a this grinding thing and there's just all these accounts spitting out all this crazy shit. But they're doing it in this very cultish way that is very attractive to a lot of people. All cults flip you back and forth between being traumatized and brainwashed and being love bombed. All of them do it. They freeze you and then they unfreeze you. They freeze you and then they unfreeze you. And that's what leads over time to very serious brainwashing.
0: It's it's frightening because of course you're seeing it on a mass scale and you're using technology to to make it happen. So you're no longer right. needing your individual teams of people or whatever to go and recruit members to your cult. You are doing it right. on a mass scale to millions of Americans in almost an information vacuum where they're getting very little other news and other information. So That's all great. you need to do is slightly reinforce it and then they're mm-hmm. into this thing. And so go ahead
1: you Used to need a compound, right? You used to need like the Waco compound, yes. or you needed the Jonestown compound, right? In order to insulate people, uh, all cults are about insulating people from inf- information, dehumanizing the people outside of the cult. Right. Every single one of them. That's what they do. They love bomb you inside to make you feel like you're part of a the thing. They traumatize you on a regular basis to dissociate you and. Brainwash. That's how they. And so in in QAnon and online cults, keep, especially in the pandemic, people's mm-hmm. got 15 hours a day to kill. They sit in front of their computer, and if they get into Twitter, there's no. There was no connection to the other Twitter. It was literally a separate world. What do you there mean by certain, that? Like <laughs> every single person in there is retweeting each other. There are right. official accounts who bring in information from the outside. Right. and filter it in a way that is specifically conducive
0: to cult ideas. So you mean the QAnon echo chamber is unique to, is really an echo chamber. It doesn't let you any other voices in.
1: It, it's been broken down some since the insurrection. There is Twitter really did basically take it down, but all it's done is move to Telegram.
0: Right. So, so it's just moved I a lot spend of people over.
1: a great deal of time on Telegram and it's larger than Twitter was.
0: It's and Telegram is a Russian-based right. uh, private messaging service. So, you, yeah. know, you, know, Pri- you know. Private. Well, not <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, uh, yeah. it's been cryptid, I think, is what they say. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, who needs that? It's fascinating that you went through this exercise. It's fascinating, but you didn't explain the guilty part of it because the guilt came from you having created some of these game
1: yeah. ideas yeah, in your, I mean, your
0: game work earlier on.
1: Yeah, the Q is a LARP. It's a live action role playing, which means that you're online, you're playing a character, right? And I used to do that all the time. I would pretend to be a different character and write things to be in that character, right? Right. But everyone knew I was a character. The problem with Q is that they hoaxed people into believing it was real. It was not real. It was a bunch of white supremacists sitting around in Twitter DM rooms coming up with this bullshit. That's what it was. And so the uh, people who
0: stormed the the capital, are they thinking they're in, they're in a game, or are they think they're in reality, but there's no consequence.
1: They don't think they're in a game. Now, that's the whole oh, point. They don't, right? When you, and that's part of the guilt, right? Because to be clear, in alternate reality games, we never said it was a game, right? right? And it was part of the reason I stopped doing it after about five years because it got old trying to figure out how to do this cool thing mm-hmm. and not tell people it was a cool thing right. and so I ended up leaving that and doing something different but these guys took the took that idea took the idea of a, of a character a larp that we used to do for fun and people would play with and they turned it into a cult leader they turned it into a disinformation
0: engine and, and it's just uh, stunning that it's we're living through this nightmare these two people, Peter Thiel and Eric Prince certainly come up a lot in my work, and I know they're coming up in your work. Thiel is the founder of something called Founders Fund, but also of Palantir, which is sort of the all-seeing database, which is right now figuring out everything about you and selling it for a great price to anyone who wants it. And Eric Prince is the former Blackwater CEO. Most recently, he was the Frontier Services Group vice chairman. And that mm-hmm. is a Chinese funded company, basically used by a, the CITIC group, which is very close to, the, to President Xi in in China. Yeah. So he basically was working for the Chinese as well as the United Arab Emirates Crown Prince and, right. uh, and various other potentially nations in the Middle East, including some say Israel. And Peter Thiel is of course a huge supporter of Donald Trump, he's a gay guy, which is unusual because there weren't, at least at the beginning, it didn't seem like there was going to be a lot of gay people involved in the Trump campaign. Turns out there were quite a few, which is another surprising element. And then Eric Prince has been a backer of of Trump from the very beginning as well, as you all know from the Seychelles meeting and various others that he involved himself in. So these two guys are actually really close to each other which is unusual because you've got a gay dude and you've got a eric prince who basically funds the council for national policy which is sort of an anti-gay organization in that they really don't believe in homosexuality Um, so that's unusual that these two people are friends anyhow in the same universe but i guess in in politics you get strange bedfellows and here we are tell us a little bit about how these two people are involved in this gamification and indoctrination world
1: both of these guys are in the in my top five of people who need to be arrested immediately, otherwise nothing is going to change. Right. To be just blunt. Palantir right. is embedded in our entire government. It's embedded in a shitload of law enforcement agencies. And is literally born out of broken windows, which is a white supremacist idea that was published by the Manhattan Institute, which was founded by William Casey, who was Reagan's CIA director.
0: Right. right. It,
1: it's a, there's a straight like line from from the forty year old like white supremacist fascism all the way through to Palantir, which is currently embedded in everything, any three letter agency you can imagine, Palantir lives there. And, and some people know that they,
0: they, what they're doing is they're taking t- your data from every different <laughs> yeah. service and they compile it all together, So they can take your local tax d- records and your health records and your, uh, your passport records, whatever they want. Or they can combine it into an incredibly uh, precise picture of who you are, which they then sell to anyone, mostly government agencies, but really anyone who has the money, I mean, it's For example, because it Eric can Prince. control everyone. Yes. For example, Eric Prince writes. Tell us about it. Uh, uh,
1: Eric Prince is a guy who trains terrorists, basically. Mm. Right. He Blackwater was a was effectively a crusade, an an Islamophobic crusade to kill as many Muslims as possible in a foreign country, and get paid for it.
0: Right. is
1: so I mean that's, a, that's I mean, a, it's one
0: interpretation of it I think it's okay I, I, I mean he was know.
1: riding around in cars called Templar 20 and shooting Muslims I don't disagree with you it.
0: I'm just trying to provide some sort of he would certainly quibble with that the Blackwater was is it was a terrible organization it, uh, and did a lot of harm certainly to to Iraq and, and everywhere else they were so there's no doubt that they did terrible well, things. they did it under the auspices of the US government so it's I understand which yeah. is, makes it worse it makes it worse oh, but, yes but
1: but he was, was he he there I, I wouldn't there's testimony of him saying this is a crusade to kill as many muslims as possible i'm not saying it right people who worked for him said it
0: Right. right but,
1: and and he's a knight of malta which is a
0: you are gonna dive into a rabbit hole right now that I think the audience is ready for. so we're gonna we're gonna wait to <laughs>
1: Catholic organization that is
0: completely against uh, this is why uh, <laughs> I, this show is so interesting because we keep <laughs> layers and layers of stuff that just keep revealing and sometimes you're like, oh my god, I cannot believe the stuff that is factually accurate that we have to present now because it's all true but it's just it's too much sometimes it's- to even like, pull it together to understand it, but I, I, we're going to get to the Knights of Molten, maybe right in this hour, but let's, let's tread slowly here no before problem. we get there. So the Eric Prince connection to to QAnon is that he really is the trainer of these digital soldiers. We've heard Michael Flynn talk about digital soldiers and there's army of digital soldiers that was ready to win the election for Donald Trump. And in fact, they did have a large, huge uh, army of people on social media, indoctrinating people. And Eric Prince helped set some of those people up. He helped train them.
1: Yes, Eric Prince is, for example, is behind Project Veritas. Project Mm -hmm. Veritas is more than just those videos you see. It's hundreds of people who are running ops on other people, politicians, local people, etc. Very much, by the way, like Psy Group, speaking of Eric Prince. It's an
0: Israeli social media manipulation firm.
1: Yes. Yes. which Eric Prince brought into the picture, apparently in Trump tower. Um, right. so, so he's got training facilities in Wyoming at his ranch, in Virginia. And I believe also in North Carolina, and he trains people, not just in physical combat, but digital combat. He right. trains people how to, um, weaponize others, how to pardon my French mind fuck people, to get them to do the things that you want, and I, there's lots of them out there. I won't name them because I, I'll get in trouble. But, but that, that's a lot of the the bad harassment that you see on the on on the internet is people coming from airplanes.
0: Absolutely. And there was even an attempt uh, to uh, to sort of uh, honey trap the national security advisor under Trump that he was involved in, Eric Prince was involved in. Yeah. And uh, he trained all those women who were involved in that at one of these ranches. So it's beyond just combat and certainly it's it's that social media manipulation, but it's also in in real life espionage acts like a honey trap. Which involved there potentially was going to involve the national security advisor so uh, eric yeah. is knee deep in a lot of these dirty tricks he certainly knows his way around them
1: mcmaster fired michael flynn and ezergo and right and it's
0: right. in and the u.s uh, someone the u.s service i think i don't know where he is right? but he's still, still working yeah okay.
1: yeah he got elected to some board but thank god he's not in the pentagon anymore but mcmaster f- fired both of them right. and then mcmaster got attacked by project veritas and A lot. Right. But you had very special feelings for
0: McMaster. Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.